This is the CQ on Congress Coronavirus Special Report. We are bringing you daily updates on the policy news you need to know from CQ Roll Call's reporters in Washington. I'm Sean Zeller. Today is Tuesday, June 16th. President Donald Trump delivered remarks today in the Rose Garden around a new executive order on policing. Toward the end of the speech, he mentioned seeing an end to the pandemic. But on top of all of that, before the end of the year, I predict we will have a very successful vaccine, therapeutic, and cure. We're making tremendous progress. Some good news about treatment was announced today, and we will have more on that. The president has been eager to turn the page on the pandemic. He went as far as saying yesterday, If you don't test, you don't have any cases. If we stop testing right now, we'd have very few cases, if any. In addition, Vice President Mike Pence wrote an op-ed for the Wall Street Journal echoing the president's message. He wrote that there is no coronavirus second wave and that indicators from new cases to deaths to tests are heading in the right direction. Pence also wrote that we are well on our way to having a viable vaccine by the fall. Still, there is an increase now in new cases in parts of the country, specifically in Texas and Florida, and pockets of more rural areas. This is happening while much of the country is opening up and causing fear among public health officials of further backsliding. Moreover, the devastating toll on the African-American community cannot be overstated. We will delve deeper into these health policy issues tonight. We begin with CQ Roll Call's Emily Kopp. A lot of pharma news today. Dexamethasone, an anti-inflammatory steroid, reduced deaths in COVID-19 patients on ventilators by one-third in a new clinical trial by the University of Oxford. The full paper hasn't been published yet, but it's raising hopes that this fairly affordable drug could be a breakthrough in COVID-19 treatment. It only costs $92 for a 10-day supply. And the Trump administration also gave a background briefing on Operation Warp Speed, which is a joint project by the Pentagon and the Department of Health and Human Services. There's a lot of taxpayer money on the line with this project, at least $10 billion that Congress appropriated under the CARES Act. And a lot of people are hoping that a vaccine will help the country get back to normal. Right now, there are a list of 14 vaccine candidates that the administration will narrow down to seven and then narrow down again to three or five of the best, most promising vaccine candidates. But it's not really clear yet what criteria the administration is using and how that process will work. It's also not clear if this will ultimately be affordable. The pharmaceutical industry has said that they are devoted to making it affordable, but haven't made any firm commitments. Now to CQ Roll Call's Sandia Rahman, who has more on how the African-American community is particularly vulnerable at this moment. Experts are worried that dual crises of the COVID-19 pandemic and the effects of racism pose more mental health risks for Black Americans. Reminders about police brutality come after a difficult spring as the nation has already been struggling with COVID-19, which has also disproportionately affected African-Americans and other minorities. 
mental health experts say that there are already consequences and long-term effects are also likely. More broadly, some providers have already reported increases in anxiety related to the pandemic, and experts warn we could see more increases in drug and alcohol use, and this could be exacerbated by the shortage of mental health providers nationwide. Some of the providers that I've talked to are seeing an uptick in patients who are fearful and worried about their safety and that of their kids. And the Black Psychiatrist Association is also concerned that stress could affect COVID-19 infection rates because being anxious or depressed can lower your immune response. Some advocates have also said that they are worried about the effects on Black youth when social media makes access to photos and videos documenting the effects of racism so easy to get a hold of. And in the long term, there's also concerns that more symptoms may manifest in the coming months. Finally tonight, a report from researchers at the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine, published in the journal Nature Medicine, finds that people under 20 have only half the rate of infection as those over 20, and that of those young people infected, only about a fifth show symptoms. The researchers who looked at cases in Canada, China, Italy, Japan, Singapore, and South Korea said it was important data to consider as schools reopen. From all of us at CQ Roll Call, I'm Sean Zeller. Thank you for listening.